Seems kind of appropriate to be playing this, uh, given the conversation a few minutes ago. That's the choice of George in... Is Klein Fontaine in Benoni? Okay. George in Klein Fontaine Benoni asking for Ed Sheeran and Castle on the Hill. We've had a huge response. People just saying this uh, concept of the narrator and his shack just sounds absolutely incredible. And Cedric Sissing, who is in Durban, says, I'm going to pass the details on to the Durban International Film Festival Committee. I think you definitely should. And we've had people going, wow, that sounds absolutely incredible. Just check it out and see if you uh, agree. It is absolutely incredible. 8.33, he's on the couch with a cup of coffee. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Nico, are you on the couch with a cup of coffee? Real coffee. I'm on the couch, coffee done already, but I'm on the couch. How's it going? So, you know, here's the funny thing here. um, Someone slapped me on the wrist last week or maybe a week before that, for saying for, for being surprised that you had a coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> That's funny. What? <laughs> this, this is not the coffee show, though. This is... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, no, I wish it was the coffee show because there's no coffee at the SABC, so I'm drinking rooibos at um, the moment, which is just like... That's, it's we, not... No, but a great alternative, but not for... More. Uh, a great alternative, not for the mornings for me, but no, a, it's a it's nice a alternative. It's a shocker of an alternative. Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, I love rooibos tea, but it's definitely not the thing to wake you up in the morning. It's just like the yeah. thing to actually chill you off at night. So anyway, I got slapped on the wrist for, for being surprised that Nico had a petrol, <laughs> that Nico had a proper <laughs> coffee machine. And I was like, why can't I be surprised? You know, like... No, yeah, exactly. Maybe you should have been. You should have known better. I mean, if, if part of the greeting in the morning is "Have you had your coffee yet?" Then you should probably guess. Uh, or, yeah, you know, then um, then I, I I like a little bit of coffee, but I guess you know, it, it, as long as you enjoy the coffee, whatever you're drinking, that's all good. I think exactly. that's definitely my feeling. Okay, so what has that cup of coffee uh, put into your brain that you want to talk about when it comes to cars, cars, and more cars? Well, I'm sure there's lots of questions, so we'll jump into um, the new Volkswagen Polo, but at any time, you know, I I enjoy the questions, if I'm honest with you. What I enjoy the most of the show is actually the interaction and the questions. So um, it's happened a few times where I've prepared something and I never get to it, and the next week I've prepared something and I never get to it because we just have the questions, but... Um, that's uh, you know that's one of the things I enjoy the most. So tell us, tell us about the po- first of all, tell us about the Polo. Okay, so the Volkswagen Polo has gone through a facelift. Ah. Now, with with, with most manufacturers, um, uh, actually all cars will go eventually through a facelift. Sometimes there's small changes. Sometimes it depends on the manufacturer. The Germans are normally about four years with a facelift, yeah. and then about four years there's a new car. So. Um, it's now time for the Polo's facelift. Of course, the Polo is an extremely pro- popular car in South Africa. It's, um, you know, if you just drive around and you look at the amount of Polos out there on the road, and an interesting statistic, if you look at the Polo GTI, so the hot version with the utility engine, um, we are the world's second, uh, or it sells the second best, let me get my English right here, in the world behind Germany. So in other words, the most Polo GTIs in the world, it's sold in Germany, the country that sells the second most Polo GTIs in the world is South Africa. <laughs> so that should give you an idea how popular Polo and Polo GTI is. Wow. Um, yeah, so, so facelift-wise, 
there are subtle changes to the um, uh, to the polo, but it definitely looks, especially from the back, looks a bit more grown up. So from the front, um, the rear um, um, bottom um, the side of the front bumpers design is different design. The front headlights are different, and they're now LED lights in the front and the back. The rear lights also in the rear bumper have a different design, so the rear lights are actually much prettier, I personally think. They remind me a little bit more now of the Golf 8. So wow. different designs. Yeah, really nice looking from the outside. So um, small changes to the outside, but especially from the back, I think it's a it's a nice improvement and it's it's good looking. So you don't normally find so, things so right. Are you, are you suggesting successful. are you suggesting that it looks more like? I mean, if it looks more like the Golf Eight, are you suggesting that it's more of a muscular look? Yeah, it's maybe a bit more of uh, a bit more of a sporty look. And yeah. I, I, the biggest thing for me is, I mean, the the rear bumper and the the diffuser. So the bottom side of the bumper is a bit different than the. Um, but the biggest thing for me is the lights. So normally with the lights, we just cluster the light right and left. They go a little bit onto the the, the, the bumper itself, the, the, the hatch itself. Yeah. So that becomes, um, so that looks a little bit more grown up to me. On the inside as well, there was really nothing wrong. So the changes aren't huge or major in the big, uh, inside, but that's normally with any manufacturer faced on, but there's not big changes. The biggest one for me is when you sit inside the steering wheel, it also feels more grown up. So it's a Golf 8 steering wheel, um, so the controls uh, on the steering wheel are uh, better laid out, although it doesn't have that touch-sensitive controls. Yeah. You also now get a digital display, standard uh, inside the car. The infotainment system is slightly different, but the climate control is basically the same. So smaller changes, but immediately when you sit in, and the steering wheel is the thing that you interact with the most, um, and it's like a Golf 8. So it does feel a bit more grown up inside. Ooh, and did you get to test it? Yes, so I drove the um, the, the, the one liter, um, the seventy kilowatt and the eighty five kilowatt. Um, I spend most time one liter. Yeah, that's the thing. Can you believe it? <laughs> nowadays, nowadays when you look at cars, um, the engines are very small. You know, I, I normally when we do train, even when we do training, and I, I train salespeople on on any car, most cars now have smaller engines. So, as part of the training, we say, you know, don't initially say what the engine size is. So rather tell the customer the, the, the kilowatts, and then when you do go for the test drive and you've driven a bit, say, by the way, this engine is a one liter. Because people will be put off when you say one liter, but it develops 70 kilowatts. And the, 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 the live version, so the more powerful version, develops 85 kilowatts. So that's a lot of power from a one liter engine. And when you drive it, you don't really feel like this is a, you know, this thing needs more oomph. Because of the turbocharging, um, it pulls really quite, even the 70 kilowatt, you know, it feels really quite sporty. And it has quite a sporty sound because the three cylinders have a unique sound. You know, normally with four cylinders, it's a fairly balanced sound. And this has sort of a, a, a raspy roar, um, <laughs> which is actually quite sporty. <laughs> it has a raspy roar. And yeah. uh, uh, speed? How fast? So, well, they, you know, they, 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 they're not, as I said, you know, they, they're not the car that you're going to go. If you look at the Polo GTR now with 147 kilowatts, now you're talking about performance. Mm. But actually for most of us, and I include myself, you don't need more than the 70 kilowatts because if you're driving in the city every day, it, it sounds great. It's light on fuel um, because, um, you know, it's, the engine is small. So the performance is more than adequate. It's not a rocket ship. If you want the performance, you go for the Polo GTI. And, you know, with that small body and 147 kilowatts, it's actually quite quick. Um, if you look at the lines, you get the Polo Life, which is the, the, the standard version. Now, LED headlights and, as I said, front and back are, are, are standard. And digital dashboard is standard. Um, Park distance control is standard. 
and Apconic. So Apconic is really something that's quite nice. So Apconic is, you know, with, with our iPhones or Android auto phones, you, you mirror the phone on the car. So even if the car doesn't have navigation, um, because you're mirroring the phone, you can use, you now have navigation in the car. Yeah. And if you listen to your music, you're now effectively playing it through or streaming it to the, the, the car sound system. So that's quite, a, I think, a, a, a nifty feature um, to have that as standard. And yeah. I think most manufacturers now it's available. But, you know, it's also a nice hands-free device. So if you're driving, for instance, and you get a WhatsApp, um, the, the car will read out the WhatsApp to you. Uh, oh. So it reads out the WhatsApp and says, you know, this is Michelle said, hey, how about coffee later? And then do you want to reply? And you say, yes. Um, okay, I'll see you there in a bit. And if you send a picture, the car then describes the picture. So it'll say, okay, this is, no, I'm lying now. So, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd uh, add you, but let me stop before you, you, I really waffle on. You really, um, yeah, you re- your coffee's doing well this morning. <laughs> that caffeine is like, is like uh, scooting through those neurons. It sounds That's like right. a goodie. What's the price? The pricing starts, uh, so, of course, the, 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 the life is the entry level with 70 kilowatts. Mm. Uh, then you also, uh, and the, the manual is starts at 311,000 rands. Um, then for the 85 kilowatts life, which is now a DSG or twin clutch gearbox, you go to 370,000. For the R-line, the R-line is effectively the, the design kit. So if you look, want the one that looks nicer with bigger wheels and even sportier uh, bumps, the R-line will be yours. For 421,000, and if you want the Polo GTI, 489,000. Um, so, because as I said, they do quite popular, you know, they're really popular. A lot of people, um, you know, these things you almost not sell them with sunroof, so that's also quite funny. That um, it's interesting how sunroof is sort of a part of, of, of the image of the car. So, if you, if you, you know, a lot of people want the Polo, but they want the Polo with sunroof, they don't use the sunroof. All of these things sometimes are a part of the image of the car, but. I think it'll, it's been doing quite well, and I think in South Africa it'll continue to do well. And, of course, the benefit is that it's made in PE, so it's manufactured in Port Elizabeth. We love it. So Flora in Brixton, which is just up the road uh, from us, says, and, and Flora, I think that this was proved differently. I don't think that this was actually proved correctly. So, Nico, maybe you can answer it. Because Flora says, morning, Michelle and Nico. It's a pity that it's been discovered that polar drivers are the worst in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that's based on. Um, well, well, there was a study which said which cause, uh, I think, are the most accidents, and Polo is one of them, but it's simply a part of that is sheer numbers of cars. Yes. So I think it, it's twofold, in my opinion, is, is that um, if you have, you know, this is an integral car, so you tend to have younger drivers in Polos, or especially Polo Vivos. Um, so people that just get a good job, they aspire to driving a car, they buy these cars, and because the cars are popular, there's a lot more of them around. So mm. I wouldn't generalize and say that if you're driving a Polo, you're one of the worst drivers. But if there's lots of cars around and you have younger people driving them, I remember when I was younger, you know, you tend to drive a lot more faster, take a lot more chances, be a bit more, you know, a lot more braver or stupid. The line's quite thin. thin. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so maybe that's the case. I wouldn't necessarily say everybody that's driving a Polo is a bad driver. So, um, okay. So, so just to clarify, Flora, that research that you will we'll try and look it up. 
Uh, I don't think it it was clear that it was the drivers. I think it was, as Nico no. says, that it was the cars and accidents, which, yes. as Nico says, I mean, when someone smacked into the back of my car, that had nothing to do with me because I was stopped at a red robot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, So, th- th- but that doesn't mean that I'm a terrible driver. It just means that, yeah. That that, yeah, that, that, there was some, and that, that's why it's an accident a lot of the time. It's not meant to be. You don't mean to drive into another car. But unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of people think that our cars can now be remotely driven with cell phone. I don't know if you see this. Um, a lot of the time on the road, people are busy on the cell phone, and I'm not sure if the car is being driven remotely by that cell phone. So we're all more distracted in our cars. Um, and that's me included, because when I'm driving and I'm listening to music, uh, you know, sometimes you look on your phone to, 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 to choose a different track. So unfortunately, we want to be much more distracted with our phones, which yeah. is dangerous. And sometimes you're driving and somebody's really busy on the phone. You can see that they're not concentrating on the road. So, yeah, the, the distraction of the phone is not great for driving. Great. Flora, thanks for the message. Just send coffee, seeing as you're just up the road. Okay, I'm only joking. Then, um, uh, and, and if you have just joined us, we're chatting to Nico, our petrol head. I should be just calling you Nico, the coffee head. Um, maybe ah. you could just talk about different, the different brands of coffee that you're uh, looking at as well. I'd be very happy to do that. But if you have got questions for Nico, he's very bright when it comes to cars. And he's very bright because he drinks so much coffee. So you can SMS him on 41391. 41391 is our SMS number. Your questions can come through. You're also welcome to WhatsApp us questions. Uh, you can do them as voice notes as well. 0614104107, 0614104107, or give us a call on 7142006011714206. Or you can ask that question on Twitter at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFMJSB. Someone is saying the best car in the world is the Honda Civic. Sporty, fun, big tank, bring it back. What uh, is your take on that one? Well, the Civic, I think it was first a Ballard, and it was replaced by the Civic, and we had a Honda Ballard growing up, and we actually had three. And I love those cars. And uh, So, uh, you know what, I've always been a fan of Honda, and I guess part of that goes back to that, one, it was a 150 Ballard we had um, growing up. So, you know, if you grow up with a brand, you tend to like the brand. If that's what your parents drive, a lot of the time, um, that's what tend, tends to be what you drive or what you like. And, and I've always, I'm a big fan of Honda cars, and I guess that's part of that growing up with them. So it's a little bit sad. Um, it, it does always depend on the market. So any manufacturer wants to sell as many cars as possible in the country. Uh, and if they could sell lots of Civics, um, that would be the case, but maybe because the competition is quite tough and in South Africa different cars are, are more popular in the segment uh, and the numbers are too low, then the manufacturer makes a decision and says, you know what, this is not really our bread and butter. Um, so, um, I, I, yeah, I, I've, as I said, I've always been a big fan of Honda cars. Uh, I've enjoyed them a lot. Um, but it also, you know, they, they don't sell as many in certain segments as uh, some other, other manufacturers. And I think you're missing out if you haven't had a look at a Honda. Definitely, it's always a good alternative, and especially if you're looking for a reliable car. If you're buying a second-hand car and you want a car to last you for 300,000 rand, uh, 300, rand, 300, kilometers, Honda's always going to be a great brand. Um, you know, they just don't have issues. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that's what I would say. By the way, the Civic is available, but only in the Type R. So, you know, uh, Civic sedan you can still get. So, in other words, the, you know, the, the normal car with a boot. Yeah. Um, but the Civic hatch um, is only available as a Type R. But you're now looking at a 2 liter with 228 kilowatts and 400 newtons. So quite a, quite a powerful performer. 
Okay, so someone wants to know, please ask Nico. I recently bought a Ford Ranger 2.2 diesel in November. It's a single cab, but my friend says I should have bought the Toyota Hilux. Well, that sounds like it's a bit late because it's so much stronger <laughs> than oui. the Ranger. Oui. What's your thought? Should I consider changing it? No, man, if you like it, why change it? Don't, don't listen to your friends. You're the one driving the, the, the vehicle. If you like it, then you drive it. You know, Don't drive on what other people's opinions are. Drive what you like. Um, yeah. And, and, and the, yeah, the range is a great bucky. I, you know, I've told you before, I have quite a few of my family members that drive it. The 2.2 is a great engine. Um, so I would say um, drive what you've got. One thing you've got to realize, which I don't know if it's good or bad for you, is that the new Hilux will be off the new Ranger or they will be launched. There's a lot of images doing the rounds. I'm not sure exactly when the press launch or the launch of that will be, but it's manufacturing in South Africa. So um, the, the new one will be around soon. So... Then you'll have a slightly older Ranger, but it will still be quite valuable because it's quite popular. But um, with any car, the benefit is that if you look, and it doesn't matter the car, when a car is launched, the best time to buy that car is about year six or so because there's always niggles with any vehicle. It doesn't matter what it is. If you buy a brand new car, there's small little niggles that the manufacturers have to sort out. Um, and when you look at year six or seven, all those niggles are sorted out. All the little updates that needed to be done are done. So the benefit of, of of your Ranger is that, you know, there's no niggles and you're going to drive that vehicle for a long time if you want to. And if you really want to sell it, lastly, the second-hand market is really strong. So you're going to get good money back for it. So there you go. It's your decision, but don't decide on what other people think. Decide on what you want. Yeah, I listened to Petrolhead. He said a Ford Ranger's fine. So, okay, Vince wants to know, um, and I'm going to ask the question, then we need to go to a break, so you can answer the question after the break. Mm-hmm. Vince wants to know, what's the meaning of PTH and or PSTH in the fuel supply column of the car magazine? PTH? PTH yes. and or PSTH? PSTH, all right. Cool bananas. And we're not talking about PTSD. Or yes, that's something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something that Warbitchens would have. No. Okay, no, well, not even. I, mean, I think a lot of people oh, are yes. suffering from that as well. Okay, so uh, ten two, we got to go to a break. When we come back, you're going to talk about PTH or PSTH in the fuel supply column. Next on Hotspot Sally, we head to Eastern Cape for Berlin November, where we check out Hotspot fashion. We hang out with influencer Titimba and his superstar kids. We visit one of SA's top car enthusiasts, Tariq, where he turned a hobby into gold. And we go deeper with Holly Ray as she prepares for a performance. Catch Hotspot Sally Thursday, 6pm, only on SABC1. New Year, same old grind. Feeling like opportunities are scarce and I'm alone. So, what will give me the best chance this year? CV? Check. Data? Check. Transport? Check. Vax certificate? Check. Yes! Vaccination sites are now open. Call 0800-029-999. I'm ready for opportunity. How about you? Michelle Constant on SAFM. We're chatting to Petrolhead. He's answering all your questions because he can. So what's the answer? <laughs> because, because I can. So um, sometimes the answers are much simpler than they seem. You know, so I think a lot of things in life 
seem complex, and if you can explain them in an easy way, they might not be as complex. So yeah. you don't normally necessarily get the letters together. So um, uh, so if you look in the columns, P would refer to it being petrol engines. You'll actually see sometimes a D for diesel. The T would refer to the fact that the car is turbocharged, which is a, a high percentage of cars nowadays is turbocharged. H would refer to hybrid, but normally in car magazine they might be PH, which is petrol hybrid, but they would be together. So that's, I think, we've done all the record. S is supercharged, but there's not a lot of supercharged cars around anymore. It's not as efficient as a turbo. So that's what, what effectively those letters mean. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's Petrol, a very easy turbo, answer. turbo, hybrid, and supercharged. Petrol, turbo, hybrid, and supercharged. Right, moving no, right along. Electric. electric. Okay, yes. we've got a couple of questions for you. I'll go to the first one. Ah, the, the polo is a new polo now. All right, good, good morning, good morning. Does it come with a built-in uh, fridge, the polo? A uh, built-in cooler box, you know, as polo drivers. Yeah, we are, are told that we always have a cooler box in the boat. <laughs> Does it come with the, uh, the, the new new polo? Does it come with the new uh, the features of a cooler box and a camping chair? <laughs> and a big boot, a little bit, maybe. Oh, you didn't tell us your name. I wish we knew that. Yeah, we had his name. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, do you Can even you have a response to that? <laughs> You should replace me with this guy. He's, he's, having, yeah, he's had even more coffee than me. I love the energy. Please, yeah, it's a pity we don't know who it is. Um, oh. It is not a standard specification, but it definitely is optional. Um, and I know that a lot of people will go for that option. Of course, not necessarily supplied by Volkswagen, but um, <laughs> supplied by <laughs> various shops throughout South Africa. There's your cooler box in your camping chair. Yeah, I love that's it. a very good option. <laughs> You want a car with that option. Okay, another question for you. <laughs> Nico, I'd like to know what you think of the old Nissan, Nissan Qashqai. I've got a 2009 model, and I was thinking of maybe replacing it. But looking at all the fancy tweaks and emission protections and things like that in the newer models, I don't think that... Uh, there's any point in replacing the 2009. Do you think I can run another 10 years on it? Uh, it's a wonderful diesel car. Diesel's terribly unpopular, but this thing took me down to the Eastern Cape and back uh, on a sip of, of diesel and ran beautifully. Why should I change? I need to convince people. Why should he change? Should he change? No. No, it's a terrible car. Listen, cash cars is selling immediately. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're, no, no, I'm joking. You're joking. Please, before I get, before I get hammered here, it's a lovely car. My sister had, uh, I, I think hers is a slightly older, um, uh, by the way, it's not a cash car, but a Taktai. So um, my sister had a slightly older one, she had a petrol. I think the diesel is fabulous. I agree with you um, that, that the diesel cash car is such a lovely car. There's no reason why that car shouldn't last you a, a terribly long time, as long as you're doing the basic things, which is servicing when it needs to and looking after the car. So if you service the car when it's time for service, it always gets its oils um, and, and, and uh, yeah, when, it, when it needs to. Um, and when something is a bit of a niggle, you always replace it. The car will last you a long time. You must just know that any car, when you're driving it after six, seven, eight years, or, you know, things are going to break eventually. Things are going to, sometimes they're bigger things, sometimes they're smaller things, but they are, cars will eventually need a new battery. And you'll eventually, if it's a manual, the clutch will eventually go. So you've yeah. got to realize that. So as long as you don't ignore little niggles, but keep on 
um, 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 you know, replacing or fixing something as long as it's uh, as soon as it's broken. There's no reason why that that cash car can't last you a long time. I remember my sister's cash car and it was a great car. So you're right. And the new one, of course, there's a lot of benefits to having a new car, but the price is a lot more than you know what your current price would be. So if you still like it, you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't last you a long, long time. Okay, so um, someone has uh, oh Sibusisu Dlamini has sent a tweet to say, Mish, the, the cooler box guy, is Uncle Jake, a.k.a. the truck driver. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Thanks so much for sending that message. Now we know uh, who we're dealing with. Thanks, Uncle, Uncle Jake, for entertaining us. Yeah, brilliant. excellent. Excellent. Uh, anyway, someone's saying, okay, this is probably going into the second-hand car world. Um, someone's saying, please advise, I need a small town car, reliable and fuel efficient, low maintenance cost for about 75,000 rand. Now, the joke is not the joke. It's not a joke at all. Um, is that you could probably get a bicycle for 75,000 rand nowadays. But I don't you know, know if you could get a, you would, might be able to get a, you would get a secondhand car for 75,000 rand. Yeah, you've got to shop around. And it's, it's actually not an easy um, exercise normally to to. You know, when you're looking for cars uh, around 70,000, because you're going to have cars with higher kilometers. So um, you will definitely find cars. Um, you know, if you're looking at all the Polos, you know, there's lots of them around. Um, if you're looking at cars like all uh, uh, the Hondas, because they're really reliable, as I said. Um, and, you know, because and also, you know, all the cars like an older Yaris would also be a good choice. So those are cars that and you've got to shop around a little bit because you need to find the right one. And some cars have just been abused. So if you get a car that's looked after, that has a good service record, um, you know, those are these three good options to go for. Um, uh, something like an older Honda um, Jazz, they're great cars. I think they're fantastic. Maybe an older Yaris or an older Polo, if you're looking for a sort of entry-level city car, um, there's a good choice. And a, a friend of mine had an older Nissan Micra, which was actually lasted quite well as well. So I think, you know, they always talk about a clean car. So try and look for a car that has a good service history. And then try and look for a car that has good support with lots of manufacturers because, um, you know, those parts, um, the the older cars, you need to make sure that that part supply is around for a long time because if the car's older, you're going to have to, at 70,000 rand, um, uh, you need to sometimes replace things and you don't want the parts to be excessively expensive. So rather than go for manufacturers that there's lots of cars made as going for something that's left field um, and you can get the car and the price is great, but when you need to replace something, then it's, 10,000 rands for a part or something, and that really is ridiculous. So that's my suggestion. So someone's saying, where can they get an Uno? <laughs> well, you've got to shop around a bit. I'm sure Unos are available. Um, go to um, uh, Auto Traders. Maybe there's Unos there. Um, yeah. So, so Looking for an Uno, that's you find are, one. Are Unos still in the, in the market? No, they're not in the market. And it's a, sort of a dangerous little thing. You don't want to be involved, you know, if you... If you drive it, you know, it, yeah, um, I would, they, yeah, I guess on the, uh, at the day they're great cars, but they're really now dangerous things to be in uh, on the road and the condition of the road and the way people are driving. So, uh, so don't drive yeah, an Uno. I would, I would steer clear for Unos. Okay. Um, also, just to know that Sir Bless, the truck driver, is the person who left the message saying it's Sir Bless, the truck driver, and not Uncle JJ. So we just, let's get some quick advice on that one. So we're closing off, Nico. Um, we'll talk mm-hmm. next week. 
We'll talk next week. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> <see you> next <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Nine o'clock time for the news. Good morning. <laughs>